Welcome to Big 12 After Dark, 1012 Network's live podcast driven by you, the fans, and hosted by me, Brittany, and my co-host, Greg Mackey. We'll be here every Thursday live, allowing you to participate by sharing your thoughts, opinions, and hot takes. This podcast is brought to you by our friends at Charlie Hustle Clothing Company. Charlie Hustle is a vintage-inspired clothing company based out of Kansas City that specializes in collegiate and hometown apparel. Charlie Hustle wants you to be the best-dressed fan this season, so be sure to check out their wide selection of officially licensed collegiate apparel today and show off your school spirit all season long. With over 30 schools to choose from, they've got you covered with all your collegiate apparel needs. Shop today at www.charliehustle.com using promo code TEN1215 or 101215 for 15% off all non-sale items. Charlie Hustle, vintage made fresh. Hi, Greg. How are you doing? Doing great. How about you? I'm good. We are going to have the Rambling Raiders on today, which I'm super excited for. Here, let me let them in. We should have Pat joining us, um, Trisha, and Davion as well. Hi, guys. How are you? Good. How are you? We're good. Just just kind of reviewing the week. We're so glad that you can join us. Um, obviously, this week has been a fun week. You guys brought um, waffles to your arena as well to Baylor. <laughs> he loved it. I'm pretty sure he told me on the way, on the way back to Lubbock. <laughs> he was a big fan of the new building, apparently. Yeah, he was. He's had an absolute blast. Um, his Twitter account has been hysterical <laughs> and he's he's met so many friends <laughs> from Texas Tech and we've all had a blast so thank you you guys because it makes me laugh my um I don't know if you guys have listened to the show before or seen my tweets but a month ago my dad had surgery and because he has an incision he hasn't been able to be around my dogs um, but he absolutely loves dogs so I always send him pictures and tell him all about how my dogs are doing and so he's been enjoying the hell out of everything with waffles. Aww. Awesome. I love that. Glad we could pick somebody up in a time of need. <laughs> it's made our day. <laughs> well, let's see. So this last week we had some fun games. Texas Tech obviously had a great adventure with the flu. <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Your coach had like a hundred and three degree fever. I saw. Yeah, I didn't see that till yesterday. These guys will know more about that than I would, Trisha. Yeah, I don't think that I don't think it came out until yesterday because I'm sure Grant didn't want anybody to know that. You know, like he's a very big no excuses kind of guy, so I'm sure he didn't want any of that circulating and saying, "Oh, well, like let's expect less from this team." So I'm sure there's a reason it only came out yesterday, but yeah. Sounds pretty bad. And I uh, definitely feel for the team, feel for the coach as well. Yeah, it did not look fun. I remember, I think it was the Cincinnati game where Pop looked like half dead playing and shooting free throws. And I remember seeing people say stuff like, oh, he has an attitude. He's got the wrong attitude with this team. He needs an adjustment. Then it came out, he was sick as hell. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I was hearing kind of the same things uh, in terms of pop. And I was like, that is just so unlike him, especially when he is such a huge, um, not not just 
offensive contributor to the team, but energy contributor, chemistry contributor. And it was just so unlike him to see him like that. And so when people were saying all that, I was like, that's not really pop. And I feel like people were kind of mm -hmm. jumping the gun on that for sure. Yeah, he looked like a zombie on the free throw line. He did not yeah. look well. But yeah, you guys were able to keep up with uh, Baylor pretty well for most of the game. I truly think you guys would have won that had you not been down a player and had the flu. I agree with that. I do. We definitely could have used his inside presence. Uh, rebounding definitely has been one of our low points on the year. So if you got you got your big man out, you're definitely going to struggle even more in that department. And it showed. Yeah. And even in not even just like grabbing, you know, the ball off the glass, but in rim protection in itself, I mean, you have guys that don't even halfway match in size comparably to how Warren would um, in, in that scenario. And so it's tough to, you know, meet, meet guys at the rim if you can't, you know, even match up to their size. So yeah, that was, a little uh it, it definitely was an adjustment but I think that the guards adjusted really well to it they knew that they were gonna have to shoot more from outside of the paint and we had guys pull the trigger from beyond the arc like Darian Williams he's not normally um a three-point shooter but he was I think he had two or three threes in that game he was mm -hmm. pulling from beyond the arc um, of course Chance and Pop um, and Kerwin Walton, all big contributors beyond the arc. So it was it was cool to see those guys step up. And then Joe, of course, um, he's been. He, I feel he's like been he down yeah, he's been lately. he's been having a little bit of a uh, scoring slump lately. He's been definitely you know a factor uh, defensively, but offensively he's been in a little bit of a scoring slump. So to see him step up and shoot from the mid range and also pull from beyond the arc, that was really good as well. Yeah, no, I enjoyed watching you guys play, and I think you guys, I mean, as long as everybody's back to normal this Saturday, should easily be able to beat UCF. That's what we're hoping. <laughs> I, I yeah. hope so. Waffles has been the, on a little bit of a, a manifestation slump. <laughs> the, the, the size matchup definitely ha has me still a little a little worried, but uh, I think with the home, the home court advantage and uh, – seeing guys hit from behind the arc more consistently than I think we ever have, at least since I've been really watching tech basketball. I mean, we got a good shot. And, you know, in the Big 12, in this league, uh, name of the game is win at home, and you got a good shot to make the tournament and do some big things. So we'll just hope to do that on Saturday and keep it rolling. I, I hope I hope you guys win for your sake and for my dog's sake, because when you guys were losing against Baylor, he was on my floor upside down literally groaning for like 15 minutes straight so <laughs> he feels our pain <laughs> i kept telling him I'm like buddy your team's losing and he would just groan and then some games that you guys have lost he's woken up in the middle of the night and puked all over my carpet i just <laughs> he's, always he's always fun waffles. he's had a rough time oh, yeah yeah waffles was down bad this week we're we're hoping to pick him up <laughs> He's also going to be cheering for the Chiefs on Sunday with Patrick Mahomes. That's right. <laughs> well, and then Greg, ISU did well this week as well. Yeah. Um, correctly. W winning at Texas. That was a pretty big win middle of the week. Um, Baylor on Saturday. I mean, the refing 
in that game was so lopsided towards Iowa State. Like, I felt bad, but I was also kind of like, I guess I'll take it. <laughs> that, that was allowed... the game that uh, Scott Drew got double text and ejected, correct? Yeah, yeah. He got he got run. Um, you know, the first first technical, he was essentially on the court playing defense, and so they have to call that technical. And then the second one, I mean, since they've already gave him that coaching box technical, they kind of have to call the second one, but. It honestly felt like a ref show from that ref, and I felt bad because, like, I like Scott Drew. It's hard to root against him, but yeah, Iowa State got down. Refs made a bunch of calls against Baylor. Iowa State came back, you know, and then they just—I mean—they hit that shot at the end, but it was just a point two, point one seconds late, and I mean, you can't really be too upset by losing at Baylor in a close game like that though the roughing has been absolutely atrocious this season and we say this every season but I think it's gotten worse like I I find the ejecting coaches for being on the floor kind of insane mainly because it's not called evenly like you watch Shaka Smart coach Marquette and he is literally a sixth defender on the court and doesn't get called when I was at um the Kansas Kentucky game at the United Center in Chicago in November for the Champions Classic um Kentucky's coach Calipari was on the court literally talking to the ref during the game just chit-chatting and they didn't call him. Hell, and I, I don't even think Jamie Dixon is ever in the coach's box during a game. No, He's Jamie, always on the arc. <laughs> yeah, Jamie crazy. Dixon is always that sixth defender. It's crazy. It's it's absolutely insane. So if you're going to call it on somebody, then call it on anybody. Or if you're not going to call it on some of these coaches, then maybe be a little less strict with some of the other ones, too. Right. And what I found out, and most everybody found out, is this is the first season that the Big 12 is actually, like, grading the rest. Yes, I saw that as well because Baylor, um, Baylor's athletic director got a fine for speaking out against the refing. And then somebody asked them about what they do to hold their refs accountable, and they said that starting the season that they had been grading them. That's it's insane. Like, how long, why, why did it take this long to start grading the refs you hired to do your games? Like, that's, well, that's just insane to me. <laughs> and then you also had the whole issue with the end of the Iowa State-Baylor game with the clock. And one, one I don't even think you guys should have been that close right. in the score anyway because they gave you guys a lot of favorable calls that allowed you guys to catch up. But then the whole thing with the confusion of how much time is on the clock and if whatever his name is, I can't pronounce it, um, People just call him mommy, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> <laughs> if his if his like far farther than a three counted at the last second to win the game. Like and no, it didn't. That was probably the only non favorable call towards your guys' side. That that was the only correct call all night. <laughs> yeah, and of course it's the one that like really mattered, right? Yeah. The other but, interesting I mean... thing is too with Iowa State is I've seen some people joke about this, and I also saw a new Twitter account pop up that was created, and it's like a Big 12 refs account, not the same one that used to exist to that 
retired, but a new one just created themselves the other day. And their bio is something about how they're how they aspire to be how John Higgins is to Iowa State. <laughs> and I thought that was interesting because for those who don't know, John Higgins is a ref that retired. I think he announced his retirement in like this past May or something. He was a Big 12 ref. And Iowa State, before the Kansas game, honored him, <laughs> which is it's a little weird. It's a little odd. Even some Iowa State fans found it a little bit odd because think, nobody like, else is honoring him. I think like 98% of Iowa State fans found it weird. Like, why are we honoring this guy? We got some players that we need to retire their number. Yeah, and haven't instead, been retired, and we're giving John Higgins a pregame ceremony. <laughs> well, and what's interesting is like, and I'm not, I'm not saying I believe this. I'm just saying I'm just pointing this out. But then you guys go on to beat Kansas. You go on to get favorable calls at Baylor. Hey, Jamie Pollard's playing 4D chess. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say, do you think that honoring Higgins has given you guys an advantage? I mean, I don't personally, but it'd be pretty funny if it did. Because then you're going to start seeing that across, like, all the Big 12 schools next year. We're just going to be putting refs jerseys in the rafters from now on <laughs> they they should somebody should honor uh teddy valentine and give him a personal monitor with his picture on it <laughs> like, if you understood if you ever watched teddy valentine call a game that dude loved going to the monitor it's just i just find it very interesting that that is how it is played out games that you probably shouldn't have won you won probably shouldn't have won we were favored against Kansas at home yeah that that (laughs) one's I'm not talking about that one that (laughs) that one's still don't put salt in the wounds that one's still fresh (laughs) but the Baylor game honestly if they would have called the last call in your favor at the end of that game I would have said this shit's rigged if they would have, if they would have called that, if they would have called that in favor of Iowa State to win that game, I would have known what it's like to be a Kansas fan in the last twenty years in the league. Shut up, Greg. <laughs> he is, he is speaking facts though. <laughs> to be I fair, mean, like the refs have been picking on Kansas. I feel like we've gotten some shitty uh, calls. No, you're just getting the same calls everybody else has gotten. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I don't like seeing Bill get mad. That that breaks my heart when he turns red. Although anytime he turns red, was it against Iowa State? There was a game where he was turning real red and it, he shut it off immediately. Like all of a sudden his face returned to normal color. Yeah, I think it was the game against Iowa State. Yeah, where you got the technical? Yeah. And then that guy was uh, the... The Jim Carrey dude was yeah, yeah. making faces, and he said that he. What did he say to Bill? He shouted something to Bill. Yeah, like Bill turned around and winked at him, or something like that. Yeah, he laughed. Oh, and he was laughing at the guy, um, the security oh, card, do, doing the juicy wiggle. Yeah. <laughs> Always playing to the crowd, Bill Self. So, so Iowa State has gotten 
like four straight games, the opposing coach has gotten technical and they play TCU this weekend. And with Jamie Dixon being on the court all the time, they have a, they have an opportunity to run into five straight games, getting a coach a technical. You guys had that weird trend, and then there's Cincinnati who has yeah, a weird trend. Yeah, I was about to that... say, the, anyway. any time you play Cincinnati, you always lose the, the game. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And then Texas Tech lost to Baylor. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Iowa State played Cincinnati in a couple weeks, and then the very next game they go to Houston. So they'll keep that trend going. So that, that's an L. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to be fair, though, Kansas played Houston this last week. It was at Allen Fieldhouse, so it was a home game for Kansas. But still, they the game wasn't even close. Yeah. I mean, there was like a difference of like 15 for most of the game. Just, that's just playing on the road in the Big 12, though. Yeah, but I, mean, I don't know. Here, here's the question, though. Uh, is Kansas's guards going to shoot like that again? This year, because I mean, no offense, Brittany, y'all have no bench. <laughs> so <laughs> no, you, we don't. You've got to constantly rely on that type of offensive output, and I don't think that they can do that consistently. They they played well against Houston, but then you watch them play against K State, and they sucked. Yep, up, yep, they're up and down because of the lack of depth. Yeah, I I mean, one guy has a bad game, and it ruins it. There's just there's nobody to take over if we're missing a single person. It's bad. I mean, and we kind of thought like we had solved that issue with adding Furphy into the starting rotation. But then like McCullough will have a bad game. The game against That's Kansas State, McCullough was a train wreck. He was awful against Kansas State. And then you have Juwan, who, as long as he gets, as long as he scores double digits, they usually win and they have a great game. But if he can't score, then they suck. Sometimes, though, it seems like with Harris, like he's afraid to shoot the ball. He definitely in, is in a lot of games, which I don't think he should be because I, even when I watched him in person, he's he will almost always give the ball away, even if he has a perfectly great shot lined up. And he shouldn't do that because when he does shoot, he's great. I mean, he's capable of shooting threes. I see. I, I think he's, I think he gets nervous. He just needs to be more aggressive. Yeah. I mean, as a returning player, it's not like he's a freshman either. It's not like it's. No, this is what his third season. Yep third yeah yeah it it doesn't really make sense when he when he plays and he has the confidence he does great but when he when he doesn't it's just he he gives up too many opportunities to shoot open shots and it takes away from our potential points and takes time off the clock while he's looking to find somebody else to pass the ball to but yeah and obviously didn't McCuller come from Texas Tech? Unfortunately. <laughs> Just keep you rubbing know, it in, please. You know what? It may, to work to your, it may work to your advantage because Iowa State had Therese Hunter who went to Texas and didn't 
And Tyrese just scored like absolutely nothing. He got. Oh yeah, he was. He awesome. went. Let's not he pretend McCuller and Hunter are even in the same ballpark of players. <laughs> True. True. McCuller could have like you could easily put him in at least prior to the season. In terms of last season, you could have put him into the player of the year conversation somewhat respectably. Yeah. Tyrese Hunter, not a chance in the world. <laughs> no. Not even close. And Tyrese is actually from the town that I live in now. And I've told Greg this before, but um, I was, when I went to buy my car in September, his cousin sold me my car. (laughs) 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 And uh, he's like, I, since I did part of undergrad at Iowa State and I had just come back from the Seahawks game, I was wearing um, an Iowa State sweatshirt. And he's like, oh, did you go to Iowa State? And I told him, I'm like, oh yeah, I went. For a couple of years, it's like, oh, my cousin played basketball there. And I'm like, who's your cousin? <laughs> and when he told me who his cousin was, I was like, I can't even fake this. I straight up looked at the guy. I'm like, they don't like your cousin. <laughs> <laughs> they don't like your cousin. <laughs> well, at least he probably has a job after college. That's a plus for him. <laughs> He's, yeah, that's true. And you know what? Yes. He's making a lot of money going to Texas. He's going to the league. <laughs> I, I straight up asked, I was like, why did your cousin leave? Like, what what was he offered at Texas? And they're like, well, they, they were going to give him $1 million. I'm like, well, yeah, I'd probably leave too, but holy cow. <laughs> but yeah, if, if his $1 million runs out, he can go sell cars. He can go sell Hyundais. He's got that fallback <laughs> plan. <laughs> yeah, I still have, um, I have his cousin's phone number from sending him like my documents when buying my car I should text him and be like how's Tyrese (laughs) (laughs) probably probably miserable after after that game on Saturday yeah Yeah, he's not what was he like over from the field yeah over over eight I think with like two two or three turnovers something like that Yeah. yeah And I thought he didn't have, like, any rebounds or any assists or nothing. Like, I thought it was just straight goose uh, eggs. Yeah, no, just he, was just, ru- he was just running cardio out there. Yeah. <laughs> 38 minutes of cardio up and down the floor. <laughs> I'll, I'll be curious um, what he – because how, how old is he now? Does anybody know? Uh, he's a junior, so he'll be 21 this year. Okay, so he does have the, he does have the eligibility to come back next year. He ain't going to the NBA. Yeah, I was about to say. He thought he was going to go to the NBA last year, and then he changed his mind. I remember he posted about going to the draft, and then he said he was returning, but to go to Texas. And now he's – now at this point, I don't think the NBA is even an option. Tyrese, get ready to learn Chinese, buddy. Hey, if, if Killian Hayes could be in the NBA at one point, he can be in the NBA. <laughs> It'll be it'll be interesting. I mean, when you guys play Kansas, do you guys think people are going to be nice to McCuller, or do you absolutely think absolutely not? not. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's that's the risk you take when you transfer interconference like that. Oh, like, for sure. There's like, and especially if you're coming from like one of the schools, like you know, Texas Tech, Iowa State, one of the smaller, you know, not the names. Not the, any school that's not named Kansas, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, Like, and then right after Texas tried to destroy the league again, and then you transfer to Texas, like, come on. (laughs) Texas, yeah, is like the worst place you can transfer. Honestly, I don't think anybody's going to like you for that one. 
And yeah, I remember even for his return game against Iowa State and they had to yell at the student section. That was the, nice. that was the angriest I've ever seen Hilton. Did you guys far. make shirts? I don't know. I was up in the nosebleeds, but they let the students in like two hours early and they well, were Well like, and he didn't even go to warm ups either. He didn't No, even because they were the chanting team. where's Tyrese for like an hour straight. <laughs> and he just hid in the locker room. <laughs> well, and if we think that's mean too, I mean, we talk about the hostility when players transfer interconference. Did you guys see um, Ed Cooley? Kind of... Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Ed Cooley earlier this year. Well, and did you see for. Yeah, earlier this week, actually. Did you see for football, Gary Patterson is going to coach at Baylor? I did yeah. see that. Yeah. That's, that's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> from, from what little I've actually got to be on Twitter today, like uh, Fort Worth's going through it today. I think my favorite, um, my favorite tweet about it so far is you know how they, uh, the, I forget who created it. I think it was like the students, but um, you know how they created that like blue bonnet rivalry trophy that like nobody it's liked. Just- stupidest thing <laughs> yeah. ever come up with but and yeah. and somebody tweeted that instead of that trophy that the winner should get the the statue, the statue. Of <laughs> <laughs> that's a better that'd be a better trophy than the one that they came up with that's yeah sure. it's a it's a more organic rivalry too than the whole blue bonnet thing that they're trying to force on people well, and Gary Patterson apparently has a bunch of Baylor students blocked from when he coached at TCU. So <laughs> people are tweeting at him and we're like, buddy, you can unblock us now. So funny story about that. So obviously they were rivals. He was blocking rival students. It's not as bad as Iowa State's athletic director blocking his own fans because they're tweeting at him to like sell beer in the stadium and all these other things. He blocks everybody. Jamie Pollard. Yeah. He, he blocks. I I don't think he likes the students. <laughs> no, we don't we don't give him enough money for him to care about our opinions. <laughs> yeah, what what did he Oh, yeah, he even said something with the John Higgins thing. He was talking about how he was proud how so many students were so great about the honoring and how so many people really wanted it done and I'm like that's because Jamie, you live in a, you live in a glass bubble because you have everybody blocked that disagrees with you. Yeah, he's, he's in his own little echo chamber. He's only seeing <laughs> exactly what he wants to see. I always find it so weird when coaches block people. I mean, I think one of my favorite coaches that blocks people is, oh, what is his first name? Bill Snyder. Grim oh Riker yeah, Bill Snyder. He's he been blocking K State fans. I know. He's like a 90-year-old dude blocking people on Twitter. At 90 years old, though, is he actually running his Twitter or is it some random fan? Like, <laughs> I, he, His Twitter is... I, I hope he's running it at 90. His Twitter is wild. I mean, he was the person who broke the news of Mike Leach passing. Yeah. He tweeted a <laughs> condolence post about it before they had announced it. Like 12 hours before they announced it. <laughs> It was it was bad, and I thought somebody recently like posted tweets where he was like flirting with somebody or 
something uh, commenting on some girls it's Twitter. definitely gotta be somebody running it for him then and they just forgot to switch the account back I mean, at least his son is leaving KU, so now they don't have to. He doesn't have to be like a a KU fan too, because he kept going to KU games and cheering for KU since his son Sean. Was yeah, going. it's because he was salty because he wanted Sean to take over at K State and they wouldn't hire him. Yeah, so I wonder. I I'm curious if Bill's gonna be if he's still gonna cheer for KU or if he's gonna go back to K State. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's a mess. That whole thing's a mess. I don't know. I I enjoy the coaching drama. I think it's a little funny. And yeah, I'll be curious to see what happens with Gary Patterson because I don't know if they're going to welcome him there or if they're if they're not. I mean, a lot of people think that like I've seen a lot of Baylor people think that this is essentially them Baylor setting up Gary to take head, Dave head coach and waiting. Spot. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. Uh, well, if they start the season like, you know, oh and three, they might uh, they might be firing a random midseason. Yeah, they yeah, have Gary slide in and just, <laughs> yeah, have, just have Gary slide in, take over. I, I could see that. Baylor's gonna be bad again at football this year, so Well, and now it's like um I saw somebody else say too, like now TCU has the Bryles family and Oh god. <laughs> and Baylor has the Pattersons. <laughs> oh, how the turntables. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, between football and basketball, it seems like Texas Tech is coming out smelling like roses cuz Chris Beard went to Texas and then got fired for the whole domestic abuse thing and now they got Grant McCasland who looks like he's the real deal and Baylor's got to eat their words about Gary Patterson and Texas or TCU's got to eat their words about the Bryles family. So and I will Tech- say this, I will say this, uh, Baylor's gone downhill ever since we t- stole Joey, Joey McGuire from them. So yep. I, don't, oh, yeah. I don't really think that that's a coincidence. No, it is definitely not <laughs> a coincidence. You guys took yeah. like the lifeblood of that program. Yeah. You guys have, you guys have ended up on the good receiving end of coaching changes. Thank God. <laughs> After Matt Wills, I didn't know if we could take another one. <laughs> yeah, there. It's always interesting when there are coaching changes in the Big Twelve. And you guys, I I like your coaches. I like Grant McCaslin. I think he's a great coach. I like Joey McGuire. I mean, I think you guys have done well. So I'll be I'll be curious. I think in my let me look. I had Texas Tech doing well when I looked at who I thought they'd beat next year. I have them going ten and two as a possibility. I, I would just be happy with eight wins in the regular season. I haven't seen that since I was in, you know junior high so (laughs) So, well did you see did you guys see the whole thing with i don't know if you follow josh pate he has this like late kick josh show and he said something along the lines of that everybody expected texas tech to win the big 12 in football last year and since it didn't happen now everybody's kind of like out on texas tech and that's usually then when that team comes back and surprises everybody and has has that year the next year so he thinks that you guys are gonna be 
the winner in the Big 12 next year. That would be super cool, but <laughs> yeah, man. That's... Well, I think we we all are very hesitant to want to even think about that based yeah. off of our expectations from last <laughs> this past season. But at the same time, we knew, or at least I knew with the Joey McGuire hire that it was going to take, it wasn't going to be a one season turnaround with how he inherited the program and kind of just the morale of the team overall. And so I kind of knew going into last season, like, I feel like these expectations are a little bit too high, but in terms of the overall consensus from the fan base, I feel like people are very hesitant to want to say that we're going to be mm-hmm. good again, but uh, we'll see. Too, you guys we got we drank too much Kool-Aid last year, and I, I just I don't think that we want to want to go down that road again. Cautiously huh? optimistic. I'm going yeah. down that road. I'm going down that road. I'm being optimistic for my puppy. I mean, I, I will say from looking at the schedule, like all of our toughest games aside from playing Oklahoma State in Stillwater, we do have at home. So that that is an definite advantage for us going into next season. But I also look at a couple of games that against teams that we really just we're not going to know who they are until probably three weeks into the season. TCU and Colorado being two of those teams because um, you know um, TCU had a bunch of staff turnover. They didn't lose a lot of players to the portal. Colorado got basically completely overhauled so you don't know what what you're going to get out of there and then the other game that really makes me nervous is having a road game against Arizona next year. Yeah, Arizona's got got some good players but it's just weird with like the staff turnover like with Jed Fish going to Washington, I mean that Brenman, coach Brenman from San Jose State, he's a good coach but you know it's going to take more than a year, I think, for him to kind of get his feet under him at Arizona. He but has no, be- uh, he has no prior experience in the Big Twelve, does he? No, he's got some good players, but it's just like there, there is an adjustment period coming into the Big Twelve of the kind of the style and getting to know the teams and stuff like that. To be fair, though, on your guys. To your guys' benefits, you guys avoid a lot of the good teams. Like, you don't play Utah, who I think is going to be good. You don't have to play Kansas or Kansas State. I. That's favorable. The fact yeah. that we live in a world now where Kansas is like, you're saying, like, it's good that we don't have to play Kansas is actually crazy to me. <laughs> when, when I was a freshman in college, um, it was always a battle of who was going to come in last or second to last between Iowa State and Kansas in football. And it was always a miracle of uh, them playing each other always decided who was going to have one conference win. That's it. The other team would have zero conference wins. When Kansas beat Iowa State in Kansas, Kansas tore down their own goalposts. Yeah. It's (laughs) it's crazy that both teams have become (laughs) – semi-decent I don't even want to say the word like great or good because yeah they're they're good in terms of big 12 but I I'd be a little Uh, yeah I will I will say uh I didn't the the football gods weren't weren't overly kind to us when I saw that we have to still go to Ames in November 
Yeah, welcome to the show, buddy. <laughs> I had to laugh Can't throw the ball. It's like a concrete rock you're tossing around out there. <laughs> I, I had to laugh because last year you guys came up to Ames in November, and the week that you guys showed up, it was like super cold, high of like five degrees, wind blowing. But had you come a week earlier or a week later, it was like 50 degrees. It just happened to line up with the same week that you guys were up here. And I saw some Texas Tech staffers walking by our tailgate, and I was like, I feel really bad for you guys because if you should, would have showed up last week, it was 50. And they, they didn't believe me at all. They were like, no, seriously, it was 50 here last week. <laughs> Greg, maybe maybe that's the game I'll go to. Since they don't play Kansas, maybe I'll go to the Iowa State-Texas Tech game. And I'll bring I'll bring Mr. Waffles. In there the you cold. go. Give give us some luck over there. <laughs> yeah, he can he can tailgate names. It's only like a five hour drive instead of like eighteen hours. <laughs> it's all right. Lubbock Lubbock would still have you and Waffles. It'd be great. <laughs> we party hard down here. We so. we will need we will need to come down there because yeah, even somebody in the comments asked where's Waffles. He's currently chilling. Unfortunately, unlike his Twitter, which he types with his nose, he does not speak out loud, so he cannot actually talk on the podcast. But he will talk to you via tweets if you tweeted him. <laughs> and I, just so everybody knows, I do read Wobble's tweets to him. When people tweet at him and say nice things to him, I tell him about his friends. I read him the nice things people say about him. <laughs> he also was featured on the student radio station during the sparkly hour this last yesterday. So I played that for him as well. He got to listen to Erica <laughs> talk about him. <laughs> what, what, what was it like an entire episode just dedicated to waffles? It was she. So they play music, right? And they, in between like every two songs um, they talk and Erica was like, I don't know where this guy came from, but this little puppy that just loves Texas Tech just appeared, <laughs> and I would die for him. I love him so much. <laughs> and he joined He joined um, seeing Scarlett's YouTube live the other day. I changed my I changed my YouTube profile picture and my name to Waffles with his picture so he could comment. <laughs> So yeah, he's been he's been supporting all of his friends. For anybody that listens or replays this later too that likes hearing about waffles, he will be having merch dropping and he will be donating part of the proceeds to the Texas Tech NIL to give back to his community because he loves all of his friends that he's met. So look forward to that. We love you guys. Well, we much we appreciate that. Yeah, uh, and we we love him right back. So <laughs> he he will be visiting Tershaw even after you graduate. When he visits, you will have to come visit. <laughs> yes, I definitely will. He's my idol. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was laughing so hard when I was tweeting like shake his head more. Maybe they'll score. <laughs> <laughs> no, literally, you should have seen me like every every single free throw in the second half when we played Cincinnati when they were you know on the opposing basket. Uh, I mean, I was like leaning over like it's like I'm in the front row right, but I'm on the the side near the bench. 
So I was like leaning over towards the center. Like I was like, get waffles in his eyesight now. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and I was laughing too, because Raider Red's going to give you a toy for him. And Raider Red's been tweeting him and retweeting him and said that he's his biggest fan. And yeah, even on the sparkly hour, they're like, Raider Red and waffles are besties. <laughs> yeah, we, we literally, like, we saw Raider Red walking around with a camera, and I was like, I was like, Raider Red, get over here and grab this poster right now. I got to take a picture because I know he's going to love this one. <laughs> yes, I put, um, I put Raider Red, I did, like, a mascot bracket this summer in June in the offseason when we were really bored, uh, and had people vote on my Twitter for the best mascot and I did all the power five schools and I made it like a March Madness uh, bracket and I gave Raider Red a one seed because I love Raider Red he looks like a Muppet to me (laughs) 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 so I was so excited I sent this I sent in my parents and I was like he met a Muppet (laughs) we love Raider Red (laughs) so he's had he's had more fun than I have Yeah, we are a bunch of us call him uh, Raider Sam because he looks like Yosemite Sam from the Looney Tunes. Yeah, (laughs) you're right. And now that I think about it, yeah, I've seen people with his Sam's like face on their profile pictures, and I think they've turned him into Raider Red and made like a cartoon out of it. (laughs) But yeah, Brittany, you'll have to try to uh, possibly figure out a way to get waffles down to AT&T stadium. Like if Texas tech is playing for a spot in the big 12 title game, you got to release waffles on the field because we all know Texas tech wins games when there's a wild animal on the field. Yeah, yeah. Rally possums. <laughs> the only problem is I'll never catch waffles. Waffles is fast. Let him, let him, uh, let him run the team out along with the horse. There we go. <laughs> that dog is very, very, very fast. <laughs> And yeah, no, I'm trying to, uh, I was talking to our sponsor uh, at Charlie Hustle and I, I was like, you know, my dog Waffles has made friends with a lot of Texas Tech fans, including Raider Red. I think you guys should do a Waffles Raider Red collab. <laughs> and <laughs> and they said that they're going to pass it along to their boss. I don't know what'll happen, but I'm really hoping that we get a cartoon Raider Red holding a puppy. <laughs> That would be so. That sick. would be awesome because <laughs> we were we were trying we were looking into it and the the licensing agreement application fee was just outrageous. So we had to pass on that opportunity. So maybe maybe your guys can do what we could not pull off. Well, yeah, and didn't you say that you DM'd Raider Red on Instagram? And we're like, I did. Hey, I did, and he was like, you know, don't quote me, but I think it just it should be fine. And then I did all the all the digging on the the tech athletics page about copyright. Trisha looked into some stuff and was like, "Just no, this is not a good idea." <laughs> I <laughs> like, was I was is, laughing though with the fact that this Raider is how Red we get sued. Let's not it. do that. <laughs> Raider Rod straight up told them that he'd buy it. <laughs> he did. He did say, "Well, let me know if y'all get a shirt made because I would definitely buy one." <laughs> We, we bought his merch with uh, your patchwork penance guy, so we'll see if he buys if he buys the shirt that Landon designed. Because, <laughs> yeah, Raider Red dropped a hat, a basketball hat. You did see that. Did you see that, David? Yeah, that, that, hat, that hat I want one of those. 
I was looking at on the way back from Baylor. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Y'all drove to Waco the other night. Yeah. Oh, you guys are also driving to Orlando. That's yeah. yeah, we've been to Austin. We went to Fort Worth and Norman and Waco. We're definitely going to Orlando. Um, we're trying, looking into getting tickets to the Iowa State game in Ames. And we're probably we're definitely going to Stillwater for the Oklahoma State game, and we're trying to look and see if we can get West Virginia tickets as well. So well, when she mm. says we, she means her and Davion, not not me. <laughs> yeah, and I'm Greg, too old for that. <laughs> Greg, you probably don't know this. They drive all that way too. They're just like Midwest in there. We drive everywhere. It's like twenty something hours from yeah, that's, to Orlando. That's, yeah, that's fine. I, I've I've done that several times. I, I did hours. drive to Vegas over over Christmas break. That was that was fun. And How many hours is that? From Lubbock, it was thirteen and a half hours exactly. Oh, that's not bad. That's an afternoon trip. <laughs> <laughs> I've made several trips that were twenty four hours plus driving. So, yeah. Greg, you want to nothing. come to Lubbock and go ahead and drive for us on the way to Orlando? <laughs> Yeah, well, we'll fly you in, and then uh, you can you can chauffeur them to to Florida. Watch him, watch him agree. I I asked him if he wanted to drive to. Was it Orlando? Did no, I it was. It no, was, I think uh, I asked if you'd drive to Lubbock with me with waffles, and you said you would not get in a car with me. Yeah, so. <laughs> it's not the it's not the driving to Lubbock. It's being in a car with you. That's the problem. Thank you, Greg. <laughs> I appreciate you so much. Is, Br- is Brittany a terrible driver? Is that are we? Is this what we're admitting now on on the podcast? I mean, she did hit a piece of plywood on the interstate on her way to. It flew it. <laughs> it literally flew in the air and hit my car and did eleven thousand dollars worth of damage to my car. <laughs> oh my god! Brand new yeah. car. I had only made one car payment on it. I was driving down the highway. This was I was going to Chicago to go see. Kansas play Kentucky and I'm driving down the highway I'm on the phone with my mom and out of nowhere this giant piece of wood comes flying at my car like the size of a poster board but I thought it was a piece of I thought it was a piece of paper so I didn't move and it smashed my car bounced off smashed it again bounced off smashed it and yeah it it completely screwed my car and then they couldn't get my car in for a month I finally got it back around the new year but it did eleven thousand dollars worth of damage turns out it was not paper it was a random flying piece of plywood <laughs> see why i won't get in a car with her <laughs> you know like what to be fair too the, the year before i almost got killed by a you know how trucks they like shed their tires yeah oh yeah one of those came flying off the back of a truck on fire yeah, I think it's safe to say that Greg's got the right idea. Brittany, you, you sound like you have terrible luck when you're driving somewhere. Hey, at least you're keeping Tyrese Hunter's family in business. So. <laughs> I know, right? I just bought that car, too. <laughs> the only good thing is, is they had to give me all new parts. They couldn't use aftermarket parts because my car was brand new, so there weren't aftermarket oh. parts to put on it, so... But yeah, I have a habit. Every year I almost get killed by some sort of flying object on the highway. <laughs> this is not helping your argument of trying to convince me to drive with you. 
Greg also then would also have to listen to me ask him calculus questions, which he probably would not like. I, I, why would anybody like calculus questions? You know what? I'm in grad school calculus right now, and I I don't do math anymore. Nope. I don't no, know why sir. anybody would choose to do math actively ever. And I I had a, I did not understand. I didn't have the textbook. And I didn't understand my lecture, so I had to have Greg explain to me how to do calculus the first week because I'm like, Greg, if you don't help me right now, I'm going to drop out. <laughs> I'm going to cry and I'm going to drop out. So he he had to teach me calculus. He does via, not want to be stuck in a car with me. <laughs> via text message. <laughs> via text message. He was texting me how to do calculus problems. <laughs> but you know what, Greg? I got 100% on my next two homeworks, so... Thank See, I'm much. I'm a good teacher. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> Let's see too. Oh, and Dolly just commented on here, saying, "Ready for Saturday's construction party against Central Florida? We're building <laughs> with Pop Isaac's bricks." And then he posted a picture of Waffles wearing a UCF construction hat. <laughs> oh, those are fighting words. <laughs> <laughs> for real. Those are bad. Yeah, Greg, if you didn't see um, the the tech student section is doing a construction theme. Yeah, I saw that. What idea was that? Yours? <clears throat> that, thank, that you. Was, thank you. Thank what, you. I'll take the credit for that. <laughs> so what, what, why is this construction? Like, did I miss something? It's just like, okay, UCF. Literally, this dude, oh, wait, who was it? It was Dolly Drama on Twitter. That literally decoded it. I, like, when we did this in the off-season, I was like, okay, UCF under construction. Because I knew I wanted to do a construction theme. I was like, that's so fun. I feel like those students will really lean into it. And then I was like, oh, my gosh, UCF under construction forever. Like, And then literally somebody commented that or uh, quote-tweeted the Raider Riot um twitter on it and i was like oh my gosh no way somebody actually like decoded this that's so incredible <laughs> and so i was like I, it was a very full circle moment for me so i was very proud <laughs> wait, wait wait so he was right that's actually what it stands for no like literally that is what i was like that's the reason that ucf <laughs> was the game that we chose for construction i'm not even lying <laughs> you've got to you got to photoshop a construction hat on a waffles for his poster <laughs> girl i literally tried to do it earlier today but my printer is not big enough to print out a hat that's big enough to fit over his texas tech hat on the poster <laughs> <laughs> i'm dead that's hilarious <laughs> yeah and even the the lady raiders were all like, "Is Waffles gonna come to our game? He might need a second. He might need a second poster so he can travel." <laughs> they, the Scarlet Stampede, the Lady Raiders student section would like him at their games. <laughs> oh, I definitely will be at the Lady Raiders game um, after the UCF game, so he'll be there for the UCF Lady Raider <laughs> game. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, and they're giving away pizza. Yeah, I oh I saw that. That's gonna be fun. I'm excited. Wait, if you go to the men's game, do you get to go to the women's game for free? Well, That's students right. get to go to every game for free. Well, I know y'all do. Oh. <laughs> I'm not a student anymore. <laughs> I think they mentioned something about it being like I wanna say they said something about it possibly being discounted. Although I know um on seeing Scarlet they said if anybody wanted tickets, they could figure out a way to get you tickets that way more people showed up. So yeah, you should go. Yeah. It'll be it, fun. 
I'll have hopefully, a ticket to the men's game. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully it won't turn out like the West Virginia game because that yeah, was that was rough. <laughs> they lost by like thirty. That was not. Yeah, no, I had to, I had to, I had to turn it off in the third quarter. I was like, I'm sorry, ladies. There's, there's got to be better basketball games on this one. I don't, I don't see a comeback happening in the next. They, they were actually doing pretty decent the first two quarters. Yeah, the then... first two quarters was was all right. <laughs> Third quarter was brutal, and yeah, I was just yeah, I can't take this no more. <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't realize that West Virginia is, I think, like ranked twenty second. Like they're not like the top top of the twenty five. So I didn't, I didn't know how good they actually were. But oh man, no. But I think I remember reading a statistic that West Virginia has the number one defense in women's basketball, yeah. or at least in the conference. And they sure did. They sure did. <laughs> Yeah, I I have gotten into women's basketball now that I've been watching the games for Mr. Waffles. So <laughs> we just gotta keep keep watching Iowa and Caitlin Clark dominate, just so that we can see Cyclone Larry tweet miserable tweets about her every five minutes. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> you know, yeah, I've that's been... still a shtick that he's been running with for two years now. That's true. I get I the mean... hatred for Iowa. I really do. Like I hate Texas, but I can appreciate when somebody's good. <laughs> oh, yeah. Clark is I, good. I can respect somebody good. Like my favorite basketball player in the NBA is unfortunately a UT alum. So <laughs> uh, Kevin Durant. <laughs> that's that's sad. It is sad, but who who do we got? We got Mac McClung entering the dunk contest. That's about what we got going. Well, if you guys want to help us, we, at the end of every episode, we like to go through all of the games and predict who's going to win. All right. So. Davion is up. He is in. (laughs) (laughs) We'll do all the games Saturday, Monday, and Tuesday, because we do anyone up until our next episode. So, on Saturday at 1 p.m., we have TCU playing at number 14, Iowa State. Trisha, you go first. Iowa State's got that in the bag. Yeah, I've got uh, I got the Cyclones in that one big. Uh, I got TCU. Oh, Davion. Greg, are you going to take that slander? <laughs> I mean, everybody's entitled to be wrong, so. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to also pick TCU. I think TCU has got a snap out of their funk. Iowa State wins that game by double digits. I agree. <laughs> they, okay, Homer. <laughs> the, the one thing TCU has going for them in that game is the fact that it's not a night game. So the fact that it's at 1 p.m. could potentially give TCU a little bit more leg up than they usually might have. I think you're underestimating their drinking power, though. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. And then at 2 p.m. on the Longhorn Network. Oh, ooh. God. <laughs> <laughs> we have West Virginia at Texas. You know what? I'm pulling for the Mountaineers. They did it once. They can do it again. <laughs> no, Texas Texas will win that game. Uh, Texas. Texas will win, but I want West Virginia. I'm going West Virginia. I I enjoy the West Virginia surprise games, except when they're against Kansas, and I don't enjoy them very much. <laughs> <laughs> Both them and UCF hurt my feelings. <laughs> 
Let's see. At 3 p.m., we have Houston, number five Houston, at Cincinnati. It's going to be Houston. They need to come back from that Kansas game. They embarrass themselves. I don't care that it's at Cincinnati's arena. Houston's better than Cincinnati. I agree. Defense travels. Give me Houston. Houston. Cokes. Uh, I'll take Houston and Kevin Calvin Sampson running 80 feet to yell at the ref again. <laughs> oh, and you know what I will say, too? Shout out to Brisket, who is the Houston dog. Houston has Kirsten on Twitter, who I've tagged before. She has a chocolate lab named Brisket, and he wears Houston fans. bandanas. <laughs> so go give go give brisket a follow he's best <laughs> friends with waffles and then beans felipe's <laughs> felipe is he's something brisket beans and waffles the oh food yeah, yeah, and, they're, and they're all boys they're all boys named after food <laughs> it's become our little our little twitter dog verse <laughs> i love that and then 3 p.m. at the same time, we have UCF at number 23, Texas Tech. Tech is winning. They're not losing another game. I will cry. Waffles will cry. It'll be the worst day ever if they lose. <laughs> yeah, I didn't spend three hours bedazzling that construction hat for nothing. <laughs> Tech better win that game. I've got, uh, I've got Tech by 10. Pat, why did you say that? What? I'm scared. I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> I, got, I got the Red Raiders. <laughs> I got I got tech by double digits. Oh, this is <laughs> if tech starts falling behind, Trisha, you need to get out on the court. Yeah, I, I'm gonna start, I'm gonna lace up. Hey, if, if, hey, if Jamie Dixon can do it, so can a student. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now this one's gonna be my nightmare. We're gonna have number. Baylor at number four, Kansas. You know what? It's at Allen Fieldhouse. Baylor doesn't stand a chance. Screw Baylor. Kansas wins. I agree with that. Yeah, Kansas. Kansas in that one. Is this game at Allen Fieldhouse? Yep. Yep. Um, Baylor. Oh, the oh. upset. <laughs> the rest won't let Kansas lose two in a row. So you're picking Kansas, sounds like. Yeah. It's fine if that's what it takes for you to admit it. We're good. <laughs> Baylor has the third worst defense in the Big 12. They have the best offense in the Big 12 by a pretty good margin, but I don't think at Allen Fieldhouse they're going to keep up with that um, offensive efficiency that they usually do. So, like I said with the Houston game, if defense travels, defense also doesn't travel. And so if there's no defense to travel, then I'm, I'm taking uh, Kansas for sure. Well, right. and I'm glad that they – I wanted them to lose to Texas Tech, but since they won, now we won't have angry Baylor at least. So that's good. And then at 6 o'clock, we have Oklahoma State at Oklahoma. Oklahoma State sucks. It's going to be Oklahoma. Yeah, it's going to be Oklahoma. Yeah, I, I got to go with the Sooners. They they uh, they got to win. They got to win that one just to keep, keep in contention and – as Brittany said, oh, OSU sucks. I, I gotta go. <laughs> They're so bad. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Oklahoma as well, and their wildly less than mediocre student section will probably show up for 
their little rivalry that they have with Oklahoma. (laughs) The one game where they all show up. Oklahoma. All all 30 of them might be there. (laughs) I think they're going to honor Toby Keith this weekend, too. Oh, Uh, yeah, yeah. because he's a huge – his Wikipedia page even says, like, huge Sooner fan. He played at Oklahoma. Did he really? Yeah, he he played football at Oklahoma. Okay, that's hilarious. That's kind of funny. But I also just looked, and Oklahoma, I think, has lost either two or three of their last home games that they've played. So Yeah, I don't think they're going to lose again. Yeah, I just don't see that happening again. Or aside from BYU. Before BYU, they had lost, like, two or three. But they, they won't lose again at home. Well, and then at nine, ugh, I hate when games are so late. It's so great as a kid when I was, like, an insomniac. But now I want to be asleep by nine. Kansas State plays at number 21 BYU. Kansas State just beat Kansas. They haven't looked that great this year, and I think that it's time for them to shut their mouths and lose to BYU. BYU wins. I I do. I agree. I think uh, K-State's got a hangover from a huge upset win at home. Uh, I got got the Mormons in this one. Let's Uh, go Mormons. I'm going to go Kansas State. I don't think uh, Tyler Perry is going to have back-to-back insane games. I think he's an ex- excellent clutch time player, but for, sure. for for the most part, he's, in my opinion, not all that he's cracked. he was cracked up to be. So I think I'm going to take the Cougars, even though they have historically this season not done as well at home as they have on the road. Um, I think they're they're gonna pull it out. I agree with you about Tyler Perry. I they made him out to be this like superstar player, and I just I don't see it. He's too inconsistent. Yeah. Well, and K State has been just inconsistent as a whole. I mean, their chance at winning goes up drastically at least if they go to overtime because I think Tang is now like eleven and zero in overtime. Yeah. But. Yeah, BYU, whatever the line is, whatever they're favored by, they're going to cover easily against K-State. And then on Monday, we have West Virginia at TCU. Frogs. Yeah, I'm going to take TCU in that one. Me as well. TCU. I'm going to pick West Virginia. I'm going to pick them to upset TCU. I like it. I got to. I got to give them some. They're... I trust the climb every so often. (laughs) It lets me down, it hurts me, and then I trust him again. (laughs) And then that night, we also have a big Monday. We have number four, Kansas, at number three, Texas Tech. Me and Waffles will not be speaking on Monday. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to take take Tech. Sorry, Brittany, but... (laughs) I, I have to. I can. I can never bet against my Red Raiders. I won't. Uh, tech at home. The hatred that McCullough's going to get. Uh, I'm, I'm going with Tech. Tech at home over Kansas. Mind you, game. mind you, this is the first time since I've been a student at Tech. So, like in four or five years, that Kansas has played not during winter break. Like, this is the first mm-hmm. time that the students are going to be there in full force. So, really? I think, yes. Yeah. Kansas has played 
like whenever they've played at Texas Tech in the past, it's always been during winter break. So like half they or more of the student section arena, yeah. has been gone. And so now for the first time since I've been a student, we're getting to watch Kansas play at Tech um, when not, not during, yeah, yeah, in the actual environment, not during winter break. So I think that that could maybe be a contributing factor as well. So that scares me because you guys, you guys are pretty enthusiastic. I think, I think that'll help you a lot. Oh, I don't know. Um, I'm like Jay Billis on game day where he doesn't pick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's me right now. I don't think I'm gonna pick. <laughs> I think Tech wins that game easily. Yeah. Greg knows ball confirmed. <laughs> <laughs> easily, Greg? Easily. <laughs> like I wouldn't be surprised if Tech ended up winning that game by like eight to ten points. Well, okay, yeah, all right. Easy. Let's let's go. <laughs> Greg sometimes is unlucky, so you know what? It may be he curses teams. I'm, I'm usually I, right. Greg is not. Corpic <laughs> actually has Kansas favored in that game now after we dropped three straight. We were favored by almost two points uh, last week, but now that we've dropped three, we're actually not favored in that game anymore. So I, I just think tech style playing at home against a, in front of a full student crowd against Kansas or against Kansas on a two-day turnaround when they don't have the bench depth that's the reason why Texas will win and then we got our last three games on Tuesday we have Iowa State number 14 Iowa State at Cincinnati ooh I'm not. I'm not as. I'm not super familiar with Cincinnati's home crowd. Can anybody enlighten me? I mean, they were pretty loud against OU when I watched that game, and you know, OU ended up pulling it out, but it was really close. I mean, the crowd looked energized. But OU pulled out a game in Cincinnati. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, then I, I'll go Iowa State. I think Iowa State wins, uh, but I think it's close. For all. For all my Cincinnati haters, you're going to like this one. I'm going to pick you for once, Cincinnati. I think you win. <laughs> I think Iowa State wins in a close one, like one or two points. Yeah, I, I, I agree close. that it will be close. I agree with that. I consistently bet against Cincinnati, so I feel like I have to do them a favor. And to be <laughs> fair, for Cincinnati – they have been in every single game. They have held close in every single game. There is oh, not yeah. yes. a game yet. Yeah. Where even when they played Kansas, it was it was close the entire time. They scare me. The I don't only good thing is maybe they'll have the flu. I don't think they've lost from like by more than five points to anyone that they've played in the Big Twelve. No, they haven't. Yeah. Yeah, their biggest margin was a win. This is from Davion. He said their biggest margin was a win against BYU, and it was 11 points. But in terms of losses, they haven't lost by more than two or three possessions. So Yeah, yeah they're, they play in a lot of close games. And I thought I tweeted out the other week that from their losses, yeah, their, their, their only loss that was by more than five points was to Dayton, I want to say. Interesting. Yeah, I got to double check that. I tweeted it, I think, last week. But, yeah, no, they have not 
it's been within five points for the entire conference. So I think I think they could easily pull that one off and beat Iowa State. Sorry, Greg. That's fine. I don't like Cincinnati either, so. (laughs) (laughs) I know how hard that was for you to say, so. They don't like me either, so we're good. (laughs) 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 Then we got Oklahoma at number 13, Baylor. I think Baylor is going to win. Baylor by 15 or more. I don't, I don't, I think it'll be a close one. Uh, Baylor is just, they're not as good as they have been in the past three to four years. Um, But they're they're still a very good offensive team, especially when they can hit from beyond the arc. Um, Oklahoma is kind of the same way. I feel like they're very similar teams in that aspect, but because of the home environment, uh, I I think I'm going to give it to Baylor in that one. Baylor. <laughs> I love Davion just in the background. Baylor. <laughs> I think Baylor wins that game. And then our final game of the week is going to be UCF at number 21 BYU. Oh god, that's such a long trip for them. Wow. Yeah. I think I'm gonna give that to UCF. They have yeah. they have a good squad. I'll, I'll give them the nod on that one. I agree with you, Trisha. I think they lose to Tech and then they win against BYU. They've had some weird upsets this year, and I think that could be another one. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to go with y'all, UCF. I'm going BYU since I have been losing very early, like the game beforehand. I'll go with UCF just because Johnny Dawkins is pretty good at scheming other teams and BYU is pretty much one dimensional when it comes to things. Yeah. They're very, very reliant on the three pointers. So if they if UCF takes that away. Yeah, makes- they're they're relying on three pointers and they don't shoot a lot of free throws and that's not a very good recipe to not win a lot league. of games. Not in this league. No. You gotta be able to get to the rim and shoot at the free throw line. Yep. Also, UCF has a powerful present presence in the paint, and uh, Ibrahima Diallo, I think, is his name. Yeah. Um. He like he's insane. I think he he might lead the league in blocks per game. I mean, he's nuts. So if if he shows up, then I, I don't think BYU stands a chance in terms of um, points in the paint. Mm-hmm. I agree with you guys, and also too. By the way, Derek mentioned in the comments. That we did not mention Rocket the pup as well. We didn't mention Rocket because he's not named after a food, but Rocket is also <laughs> a Texas Tech pup that is besties with waffles, with brisket, and with beans. <laughs> <laughs> Love Anywho, thank you guys so much for joining us tonight. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having us. We are so glad you guys were able to join. And I'll be cheering for you guys with my puppy. We hope that he makes the TV. Take lots of pictures. We're excited. And we we'll will. <laughs> I'm going to make a scrapbook, Trisha, and I'm going to hang up the pictures on my wall. I'm very excited. Yes, I have to see it. <laughs> I told I told Lapos he could have my, my basement is going to be sports themed and sports on different walls. And I told him he could have his own wall for all of his adventures. So, yeah, I'm going to have to see that whole, like the whole basement when you get it finished. Because <laughs> that sounds pretty dope. I'm excited. I'm very, very, very excited. I just got to clean it out now. 
<laughs> I moved in May and I have not cleaned that basement at all. So we'll, <laughs> we'll see when it gets done. Hopefully this summer. <laughs> but yeah, thank you guys so much for joining us. And this episode will be up on all streaming platforms probably tomorrow. Greg, that's up to you. And yeah, we'll see everybody next Thursday at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. Have a great weekend. Bye. Bye. Bye.